Story number one. Humans are to be feared. Written by Arid Sandstorm. Humans are to be feared, went the joke, mocking repetitions made by both human and alien mouths. The statement made by the leader of a pro-human organization shortly after humanity's inclusion into the intergalactic civilization. Said organization was soon dismantled by Terran and Galactic police forces for a trio of terror attacks against alien civilian centers, its name and the likeliness of its leader forgotten soon after. The mocking repetitions of the phrase after the said attacks, however. Humans are to be feared, went the rumor. Whispered warnings spoke in seedy bars and private hives, accompanied by stories of trying to accost seemingly defenseless Terran fighters and caravans, only to be sent limping away with a couple of tons lighter, or after having witnessed doomed Terran freighters send their vessels careening into the attackers on suicidal ramming missions, just to allow their fellows to escape, or even of how the freighter personnel had military-grade weapons and armors and fought like trained, if rookie, soldiers. The most thought-of stories consisted of a few times their unarmed Terrans fought like deranged beasts, groups of which reportedly even taking down the hulking masses of the Jalov. Pirate Jalov losses were attributed to ship-to-ship or small arms combat. Humans are to be feared, breathed the Zotan Planetary Regional Administrator. Fires raged in front of him as death followed the streets. Everywhere his four eyes could see he saw the once docile obedient slaves of his industrial region fighting to the nail against the security forces. Security forces that had been small to begin with when looked at the slave and sec officer ratio, but had ruled the mass of slaves through equal application of fear and forced reliance. All that changed when the new shipment of slaves had come in. At that time, he had suggested of the introduction of Terran slaves to his region. He had blamed the leader of his security forces when the first signs of a rebellion came up. Now, the experienced officer lay in a fresh grave, having been sentenced to a firing squad not a day prior for failing to stop the slaves from sabotaging one of the weapons plants. The Zuton administrator regretted thinking so little of the Terran slaves as he was shuttled into his evac shuttle by his personal guards. Humans are to be feared, was the harsh truth spoken in hushed voices in every alien planet. Projected with the vid screens on countless worlds was the sight of a burning planet, a fleet of countless Terran ships simultaneously blockading and bombarding the planet. It was stated that the inhabitants of the planet, the Gifgan, had laid waste to the blossoming Terran colony on the border of Gifgan and Terran space. Gifgan, reasoning being that the Terran colony was a front to one of their gods, Terran responses were quick, and within four years, the two Gefgen planets were reduced to ash, with half a dozen more conquered through conventional means. The galaxy was now watching a third planet become another lifeless husk. Many remember seeing news feeds on some of the ground fighting reported via drones or organic reporters. Videos of Terran soldiers walking off the transports behind lines of missing arms and entering medical tents on their own power. They remember seeing the drone footage of the Terrans using flamethrowers to clear out fortifications that were once seen as impenetrable. 
They remember hearing of how the Terran Navy used a gargantuan, relatively flat and square-shaped repair platform as a shield when they attacked the Gifkin orbital fortress on Bodokwan 8, sacrificing the platform in order to get the range and disable the long-range weapons of the fortresses. They remembered seeing the Terran's friends seen as friendly, peace-loving people leave for Terran space with a deep hatred burning in their eyes, even as they were smiling and saying goodbyes. They will remember seeing the same friend return, some with subvenetic limbs and heavy scarring, and return to their daily peaceful lives as if nothing had happened. They will see them saddened when they treat them with fear or at work or in public. We don't want to be feared, went the memories of Major Ryan Fredericks of the Terran Marines. We simply want to be left alone. End of story number one. Story number two. We won, written by the worst internet user. So, I understand you've been a cybernetic sleep since 2060. That is correct. Well, I guess it's my job to tell you what has happened in the last 400 years. I guess it is. So basically, in 2103, we made our first contact with alien life. Were they friendly? No, they decided to declare war instantly. They were really imperialist and had already conquered a few galaxies already. Oh dear, do they control the Earth now? We won. What? We won! It's not that hard to understand, after pushing through all 500 billion of their galaxies, we blew up their home world and won the war. But how? We won. But how did we win? We blew up their home world. But how did we even get to their home world? I already told you. No, I mean, how did we beat their army with what must have been a huge technological gap? We reverse-engineered their technology. How would that make a difference if they have galaxies of populations to work from? Well, like most of them were slaves. That's a multi-billion galaxy empire we're talking about. I'm pretty sure that they had industrialized at some point. Yeah, but they're evil. I guess that does make sense. I am also here to inform you that you have no living descendants. How? I donated sperm to the bank every day. Earth lost 99% of its population. What? Yeah, I, I know it's shocking. How the hell did we win with only like 100,000 people left? Oh, we're still on this. Yes, 100,000 is barely enough for a town, let alone a space-faring civilization. Our entire economy and society must have been completely destroyed. Yeah, but we were mad. Still, only 100,000 people. 100,000 mad people. Screw this. I'm going back to the icebox. End of story number two. Story number three. Of Monsters and Men, written by Baconator137-HFY. Humans are weak. They are short-lived. They are dumb and without any natural grace. They lack claw and fang scales and carapace. Their skin is soft, their bones are breakable. We've all heard these things a hundred variations, and for the most part, they are true. But they don't take anything other than their weaknesses into account. 
Yet they terrify me because they have seen most men and women that could raise kingdoms and end bloodlines. When a neighboring village had a problem with a ghoul infestation, descending corpses and making new ones, they sent word to the hunter's girl. The girl sent five to face down the crypts worth of ghouls. Five men and women wore bronze cogs and steel plates, then flesh, then walked into that crypt, and three walked out carrying their fallen. They arrived and left without a word. Their job was done, and that was that. The village elders sent payment, and that was completed. When the city guard were being harassed by the lichens in the woods, they went to Guildfile. They sent their contingent of human hunters armed with blunderbuss and blades of silver steel. A week later, the attacks had halted and half the hunters still alive took the dead home. Even the dwarves, masters of the mines, called upon the guild to rid their minds of the foul beasts and supernatural specters that had taken residence in the all-rich tunnels. Most surprising of all, though, was when the high elven king himself went to the guild for help. A being once so proud to come to a mere weak humans for help when a rift in the abyss had opened up and flooded his once oh-so-pristine lands with horrors of other worlds. They pushed the foul beasts back into the abyss and whence they came, leaving a trail of bodies in their wake. Monstrosities and hunters alike littered the land. Answer me this, though, men. Have you ever heard of an elven or even a dragonborn hunters? Hmm? Has not one of ye heard of the non-human hunters? The guild accepts any that will join, but it's only ever humans that do. They're the most dangerous of us all. Sever an elf's limb, and they'll die before much can be done. Sever a hunter's limb, and they will bolt a new one of blood and steam to take its place. Break a dwarf's bones, and they'll never heal quite right. Snap a human's femur in half, and they'll be running again within a year. Hex, a gnome, and he'll descend into madness, but hex a man, and you only harden his resolve. I asked one of them why they did it after he and his compatriots had saved myself and my crew from the basilisk. He fixed me with a clockwork eye, shrugged, and said that their hazard pay would be enough to give his kids an education with only a few more hunts. Tell anyone other than a human to hunt monsters that could rend them from from limb for money and they'd look at you as though you were insane. But humans are a different beast from the lot of us. If I didn't know better, I'd swear they had monster blood in them as well. The only thing scarier than a monster is the monster you sent to kill them. End of story.